Welcome to From Wall Street to Main Street. This morning during the program, your hosts Mark Lang and Ken Ford may discuss specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These concepts are for general discussion only and are not designed as specific advice or recommendations. Financial planning and investment planning is offered through the Private Advisor Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Morristown, New Jersey. Securities are offered through LPL Financial and Charles Schwab, members of FINRA and SIPC. Private Advisor Group is a separate entity from LPL Financial and Charles Schwab. Investments involve risk, including loss of principal. Always consult a qualified advisor, attorney, or tax professional prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. And now, here are the hosts of From Wall Street to Main Street, Mark Lang and Ken Ford. Good morning and welcome from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm your host, Ken Ford. And I'd like to just thank everybody for joining in today. The next half hour, I'll be helping you become a better investor by giving you valuable insight in how the markets and Wall Street really work. Uh, I guess caught a cold, kind of like myself this week. And for the month of January, I don't know if everybody's been paying attention to what's been happening in the stock market lately, but it's been declining more days than not. Uh, Exactly opposite of what was happening last year. But today I wanted to talk about bull markets and bear markets because I've been doing a lot of thinking and reading a lot of sageful quotes of some of the smartest investors that have ever, I guess, walked this planet. One of them is John Templeton. I think John Templeton died at the age of 92 and he was still managing money up to, uh, I think it was about five years ago. And he gave a, a quote about bull markets. Bull markets are born on pessimism they grow on skepticism, and they mature on optimism. But they die on euphoria. So if you read between the lines, and we want to find out, and this is really the question of the day, is the great bull market that has been going on for the last five years since, you know, right after Lehman Brothers, this is the sixth year of this bull market, is it going to die or is it going to continue? So if we take that quote from Sir John Templeton, I think he said it decades ago, that they die on euphoria, I guess the question you want to know is, what is euphoria and can we measure it and are we there today? So I pulled out from a dictionary a definition of euphoria. It's an emotional condition in which a person experiences intense feelings of well-being, elation, happiness, excitement, and joy. Is that what investors feel about stocks as of last year? Did you feel a little joy, a little happiness when you opened up your statement? The S&P 500 total return was 32%. There was other indexes like small cap indexes in the United States were up 40. I've been receiving emails from mutual fund companies that uh, I guess we do business with or may not do business with. I'm still on their mailing list. And they're sending me their best performing funds last year. And there are some mutual funds that were up 40, 50 percent, and they're bragging about it. So if we wanted to frame this, could that be framed inside of euphoria? So today, let's talk a little bit about that. And let's roll up our sleeves and see if there was some euphoria, because that's when Sir John Templeton said bull markets end, not when they begin. And actually, when do bull markets start and how do they start? He says they start on pessimism. So let's start first 
with some of the risks that we may have hit euphoria in stocks and you may want to look at your stock portfolio and maybe rebalance it a little bit. But I doubt you're hearing this in many places because when I turn on the media, I turn on, you know, all these gurus, everybody has been wildly bullish. Every analyst on Wall Street that has really forecasted returns for this year are positive. I haven't met one analyst on a major firm that has a negative prediction for the stock market this year. And it's kind of... It's kind of surprising when you think about it, when I start getting into some of these details, but one of these analysts is Liz Ann Saunders of Charlie Schwab. And for the record, we do custodian some money at Charlie Schwab. Uh, we have clients that we advise over at Charlie Schwab. So she's the head analyst at Charlie Schwab. And she put out a report that said that this current market is not a bubble. And she listed nine reasons to why the current stock market is not a bubble. So I'm reading through this and saying, well, if these nine things are actually in place today, then we are in a bubble and we may be close to a market top is what she's saying. So she actually discredited these nine things today that they weren't in place, but they were in place the two last times the market hit a top, which was the year 2000 and the year 2007. Both those, the markets peaked and rolled over and they dropped 50% in you know, the next year or two. So how do you know when a market might decline 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50%? Well, she gave you nine things to look at. One of them she calls is a blow off the top. What is that, a beer? Like you blow off the top? Well, similar. If, you're, if you look at charts of the stock market, what she says is in the final days, in the final months of the stock market, it starts to accelerate uh, and kind of does a blow off the top. It really accelerates quickly. So I went back there and I looked at the chart pattern of the United States stock market indexes, the Dow Jones and the S&P, and I looked at the year 2000, I looked at the year 2007, and there was very eerie similarities to the degree of the blow-off that we just had last year. A 32% rise and then accelerated into a Christmas rally at the end of the year. I think uh, we had 3 to 5% rally into the end of the year. So could that be a blow off the top? She says no, but the charts look pretty similar. Another thing, heavy inflows into mutual funds. What does that mean? So when mom and pops at home decide to buy into mutual funds that are based in the stock market, that might be a sign that there's a top. So this happened in the year 2000. This happened in the year 2007. So I have an article in front of me that was written at the end of the year. And it says, stock funds lure the most cash in 13 years. So retail investors, individual investors, poured $251 billion, $251 billion into stock-based mutual funds. These are international and domestic in 2013. Second only to one time period in history, and that was the year 2000. And back in 2000, right before the market dropped 50%, retail investors dropped $270 billion into stock-based mutual funds. So we just missed that by about 20 billion or 10%. But there was so much euphoria in 2000 with the internet bubble and the stock market never goes down, 
we just almost hit that level. So that's a warning sign. Another one, merger activity. Yes, M&A merger activity on Wall Street has just almost hit a record next to the year 2000. IPO activity. This is initial public offerings. Companies becoming public for the first time and putting the shares on the exchange. Well, Mrs. Saunders, um, if you didn't know, last year was the greatest IPO market next to 1999's euphoria of the dot-com era. This era is the social media area, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Yelps and the Pandoras and all these other stocks that are coming to the markets. Twitter was probably one of the biggest IPOs in history next to Facebook. Euphoria or not? Hmm. What's another thing? Rising interest rates. Yes, this year, 2013, was the fastest rise in interest rates in my career, 20-year career. I've never watched interest rates climb. The 10-year went from 1.5% all the way up to 3%. It almost doubled. I never had that happen in 20 years in my career, but it happened last year. That's another warning sign. A weakening of corporate earnings and their revisions of corporate earnings. So this is corporations coming out and telling you their earnings aren't going to do as well. Guess what, Mrs. Saunders? I don't know if you read this, but S&P 500 companies for the fourth quarter of this year at a 500 you know, and change in the S&P 500, there's a little bit more than 500 companies in that index. 107 of them pre-announced negative earnings. That is a record, the highest record in history that corporate earnings came out and said, Wall Street, your expectations are too high for my earnings. You need to ratchet those down. Wow, that's another warning sign, so check that one off. Um... Erosion of the number of stocks hitting new highs. So the market keeps on hitting new highs last year over and over and over again. But are the average stocks, the, the uh, majority of stocks hitting new highs when the index is? And I read a research report from a technician and he showed some charts. And no, there's actually very few uh, stocks carrying this market higher. Um, it's really, when I went through some really good names of good corporations, you know, I don't like to, to label individual stocks, but I was going through stocks like IBM, which I think is probably one of America's best companies. IBM stock topped out, I don't know, nine months ago um, and has been rolling over ever since. So as I go through charts and, and stock after stock, there's not a lot of stocks hitting new highs. And that's what she says is a warning. So that also is in place. Another thing she brings up is a shift towards defensive leadership. When you start getting to market tops, the Wall Street sages, the gurus, the smart money, starts recognizing this and they start tiptoeing out the back door. And what they start doing is in hiding into defensive areas of the market. So what are defensive areas of the markets? Bonds are defensive. Um, Utilities, if you want to take a sector, utilities are normally uh, defensive. Healthcare. um, So areas like that. Do you know the last 30 days out of the top 12 sectors of the S&P 500? The utility sector is the number one performer. What's another area of the market that's doing very well that is defensive? Bonds. Did you know bonds are up um, 
as a benchmark, if you take a 20-year Treasury bond index, which is TLT, um, there's an ETF that tracks it. TLT is up 5% in four weeks. 5% in four weeks for Treasury bonds. Nobody wanted them last year. They were the worst performing asset last year. But they're up 5%. So utilities, bonds, and guess what another one is? Gold. Gold is seen as a, uh, as a defensive um, sector. Yes, gold is having one of the best starts to any year I've ever seen in the last 20 years. Uh, gold is up close to 7% off the bottom of 30 days ago. And the gold mining index is up over 12% in four weeks. So check that one off. Has we shifted defensive leadership? Yes, we have. Credit spreads, okay, moving forward. I don't want to really get into credit spreads, but that hasn't shown up except for this week. Emerging markets are starting to deteriorate, and we're watching currencies around the globe have problems, like the Turkish lira, Argentino, uh, Argentine peso has just uh, declined, I think, 17% in a short period of time. So we're watching that. So out of these nine... Almost everything is in place that this guru, Lizanne Saunders at Charlie Schwab, said to look for is currently in place. So the question I guess I got to, uh, to ask everybody is we could have a debate whether or not the top's in. I don't know. I'm just saying there's a lot of warnings out there. But there's a quote by Warren Buffett that I want to really harp on. And what Warren Buffett said was you should be greedy when everybody's fearful and fearful when everybody's greedy, okay? Ask yourself a question if investors are being greedy, okay? Here's what worries me about the stock market. Is there anybody left to buy? Retail has just bought. I'm looking at margin debt of speculators buying more stocks than they have money for at records. But think about this. Markets are going up for, this will be the sixth year straight. We've had five years of markets. If we want to measure how long that is, that's in the top 10% of all bull markets in duration. Yes, top 10. And the gain has been the top 10% of gainers out of all bull markets. So is that leaning more towards euphoria or is that... Uh, could be labeled greed? And if so, the Warren Buffetts and the John Templetons are going to tell you to start to get a little bit more defensive in your portfolios and lean towards what? Fear. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about fear because that's where you should be investing. story of how you get from here to there. Right now you're here, but in the future, you want to be there. And from here, there looks pretty good. But so few get there. Why? Of those who do make it, some will have luck, but most will have a strategy. They will save and invest, grow and protect, and they will work with advisors who help guide their way. If you're looking to get somewhere, to get there, we know how to set a course. It's what we do, and we do it well. 
We are investment specialists, retirement advisors, insurance professionals, and financial planners. We have innovative well-tracking tools to monitor your progress every step of the way. Wherever you are now, we can help you get to where you want to be. The road between here to there is shorter for those who know the way. Warwick Valley Financial Advisors, located in the Clock Tower at 65 Main Street, 845-981-7300. You think you're invincible. I started out taking one to two. I ended up taking seven to 10. Nothing goes the way that people expect it to go. You don't remember things you're doing. Your body hurts. You're just worn down. With ecstasy, it was like one day I was healthy and had an immune system, and the next day I didn't. I would wake up sometimes, like shaking. It's physically painful. Once I hit my absolute bottom emotionally and mentally, I just wanted to die. A message from the Partnership for a Drug-Free New York and America. Hi, I'm Mark Lang, co-host from Wall Street to Main Street. Do you like what you hear on our show? Does it make sense to you? If you're serious about planning for your future, we want to help. At the Warwick Valley Financial Advisors, planning is what we do. We help people set goals and build a customized investment strategy unique to them. So call us today for a free consultation at 981-7300. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Kevin Sweeney. And I'm Lisa Mulcahy. We host Greenwood Lake Radio right here on WTBQ. Tune in every Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 noon. All Greenwood Lake. All the time. Find us on Facebook. We love likes. WTBQ. And welcome back. You're listening to From Wall Street to Main Street. I'm your host, Ken Ford, and we are talking bull and bear markets. Uh, Before the break, if you didn't catch it, I gave you some famous quotes by two famous investors that, I don't know, I guess they're the most renowned famous investors that uh, I can think of is Sir John Templeton of Franklin Templeton. He built that firm, which manages, I don't know, a couple hundred billion dollars, as well as Warren Buffett. And the quotes go like this. Sir John Templeton's famous quote was, bull markets are born on pessimism and grow on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. So if you just take that apart, we have to figure out where there is pessimism, okay? Because that's where bull markets are born. And we have to look at euphoria because that's where they die. So I did a little debate with Liz Ann Saunders just now of her checklist of when a bull market tops. And she labeled nine things, and I went down all nine things. In my personal opinion, and the research that I've done, all these things are already in place. So, yes, if Lizanne Saunders called in, feel free, anybody call in if they want to debate it, uh, 651-1110, call the station. I'd love to have a debate if you're bullish on the markets, but... It would be a debate because I don't know. I don't know if the markets have topped. All I'm looking at is warning signs of past market tops because everybody says, oh, you never know when the market tops. Well, when retail money goes into a sector in mass and herds go into a sector in mass, normally that's not the time you should be chasing it. When do you find a bargain when everybody is chasing it? Remember the housing market and the bidding wars? Did you get a good price on that house when there's five people bidding with you? So, last year, the most amount of money went into stock-based mutual funds. 
Did the Herge chase stocks last year? Yes, at a record. $250 billion chased stocks last year. Who sold those stocks? Someone has to sell you $250 billion worth of stocks. Who do you think did it? Well, let's go back the year prior. 2012 was a record. You know what the record was for? The most amount of money going into bond funds by retail individual investors. How do you think that worked out? Last year was the worst bond year since 1994. One of the worst bond years I've ever seen because I only got in business in 1994, okay? So I've only been doing this 20 years. Last year was the worst year I ever saw in the bond market. And right before it happened, the most retail money went into bonds. Wow. So what happened this year? They switched and they went into stocks. How do you think that's going to work out if history repeats itself? So I'm bringing these warnings to your attention. It is a debate. But what I'd like you to focus on is Warren Buffett's quote. Be fearful when everybody's greedy. Are they being greedy? Six years? We're going on a six-year bull market. You're putting the most amount of money of your retirement savings in the stock market after a five-year run? Is that greedy or prudent? I guess, I don't know if that's a debate. I know, I know what my opinion is. But why don't we look for fear? So where is there fear in the market? Because Warren Buffett says, be greedy when they're fearful. So you're probably going to make a lot of money if you go someplace where there's fear. So let's look at the bond market, the worst bond year since 1994. Guess what? I'm reading an article regarding bond mutual funds. And guess what individuals did right after they put a whole lot of bond money in 2012, well, 2013 saw $86 billion worth of redemptions out of bond funds, which was the biggest outflow out of bond funds since 1994, the last <laughs> worst bond year. So they put it in and then they took it out after they lost their money. So that's what retail investors do. They don't buy low and sell high. They buy high and sell low. So I want to prevent you from doing that. So I will show you where it is high and where it is low so that you understand what you're doing before you do it. Because if you use the two emotions, fear and greed, the opposite way, you're going to lose your money. That's what Warren Buffett says. So what we need to do is buy fear. Fear drives selling. Declining values of these asset classes make people run away from them. People don't like to lose money. They become emotional. Greed is not as a powerful emotion as fear. People fear losing money more than they like to make money. So they run faster. So where did they run from? They ran from bonds, and they also ran from gold. Gold had its worst performing year since 1981. 1981. I watched gold in April have a four standard deviation event. I don't know if you know what four standard deviation event means, but when I looked it up, it's a once in a million occurrence. Once in a million. Meaning it dropped 7.5% in one day, and the following day it dropped 7.5%. Do you think that would drive fear into an investor? I think it would. Okay, so for the last couple shows, I've been talking about gold. I've been talking about bonds. And investors have been going the exact opposite way. Well, year to date, gold mines are the number one performing investment. They're up anywhere from 10 to 
There's gold miners that are off December's lows of close to 30, 40, 50%. I looked at one today up 100% in 30 days. Why does that happen? Because everybody that was to sell out of that sector has already sold. Now money's flowing back in. So where do you make the most amount of money? You go where nobody is, okay? I'll give you another famous quote, and it's not a, 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 per se, well, I'm gonna ask Frank. Frank, how are we doing? I have a half an hour show, so I'd like to finish a couple things. So I'm going to just spend another minute or two and just kind of get these points across on fear. But there's one of the most famous quotes that I've ever heard, and it's not from a market guru. It's from a hockey player. It's Wayne Gretzky. And when, he, when someone asked him, why, Wayne, are you such a good hockey player? He goes, because I go where the puck is going to be, not where it is. I'm going to go where the puck is going to be, not where it is. So let's go with our investments where investors aren't and where they're going to be. So if you look at bonds, no, investors sold the most amount of bonds last year than they ever have since 1994. Most amount of money got out of gold. Um, countries, they're liquidating emerging market stocks faster than I've ever seen in my career. So if you go and do your homework like I have been and figure out where the investments left and then make the cases for why they're going to come back, okay? That's where you're going to make a lot of money. So go look at the bond market. Now that yields have risen, you've been dying to get more interest on your savings, and now the yields come up and you don't even want them? Last year, the Treasury bond, 10-year Treasury bond was 1.5%. It went up to 3%. It doubled. And you ran away from it. If you bought that investment in December, you're up 5% already. Whether or not it keeps going, I don't know. But I do know that you ran away from it, and then it became the best investment. Gold? Yes, gold hit 1900 two years ago. It just had the worst correction out of any asset class I've seen in a long time. Gold miners have dropped 60, 70, 80, 90%. And my last show, I talked about this happening to many sectors. It happened to technology in 2002, after the dot-com bust. Housing stocks, when housing blew up, housing stocks went down. Bank stocks after Lehman Brothers got crushed. Solar stocks were two years ago. Do you know solar stocks were up 120% last year? And they're up about 500%, some of these things, in two and a half years? Why? Because they got decimated from right prior to that solar stocks dropped 60 70 80 90%. Obama gave money to a solar company that went bankrupt. So when you're thinking about bankruptcy in a sector, that will drive fear into investors and force them to sell it. It's us as investors like Warren Buffett that have to sit there and say are they throwing the baby out with the bathwater? So what I'm seeing today is investors run into a stock market after a six-year bull market, a five-year bull market going on six, and asking the question, are you being greedy? And why, why not go where, be greedy where everybody's fearful and be fearful where everybody's greedy because you can't follow Warren Buffett's advice. You can't do that personally. If you step out and get rid of those emotions, you can make these decisions for yourself. And if you can't, call my office. I got a list of these things. I'd like to go through your portfolio for you and do a stress test. If this stock market does what it did after 2000, after 2007, you better be prepared. 
20, 30, 40% drops of what happened when these things are in place. If that happens to your retirement portfolio, how's that going to affect your lifestyle? Okay. These things happen when these warning signs are in place. When everybody's greedy, you got to step away from that rebalance towards fear. Sell greed, rebalance towards fear. So you had to pare down some of your stock holdings and add to bonds and gold and other asset classes that did poorly last year. That's rebalancing. That's what you need to do. Do it in your 401ks, but no. You chase the performance. You chase what's up. That's my experience dealing with individual investors. Professionals do the exact opposite, okay? They go where the bargains are, and where you get bargains is where the fear is. So when you're doing your homework to figure out what investment should go in your portfolio, take these words of wisdom from these sageful investors, okay? And I'll just say it one more time because it resonates very well to a couple sectors I'm looking at, but bull markets are born on pessimism. They grow on skepticism, they mature on optimism, and they die on euphoria. Look for pessimism, look for greed, and I'll be back two weeks, Frank. Are you, you ready for this? So I'll wrap it up. If you want, call my office. I have a search for income report that was just put out of the best income ideas in the bond market. My office, 981-7300. Come visit us at the clock tower. If this market makes you frightened and you start getting fearful and you start dropping investments and using these emotions, I'm telling you today, don't do it. Be smart. If you can't do this yourself, call my office. Call some other certified financial planners out there that could help you do this. Get some help and don't use these against you. Use them for you. Be greedy. When everybody's fearful, be fearful when everybody's greedy. Have a great weekend. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.